It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Michael Cutler, retired senior special agent at the former INS, the Immigration and Naturalization uh, Service. And, you know, a couple of great new pieces, Michael, uh, on what happens with illegal activity from south of our border and how it gets here to America. That fact that senior officials of other governments are involved in huge quantities of narcotic smuggling into the United States while Mayorkas sleeps or deliberately takes a nap on the various issues associated with bad immigration policy or horrific immigration policy, open borders, and much more. So let's start there and work our way down to the ground in the Rio Grande Valley. Well, Thank you for having me, David, and thank you for the sterling job that you do in covering this, because the mainstream media truly is asleep at the switch or has some ulterior motives. Why don't we start out with an article that was just published by the website U.S. Incorporated. I'm very happy to write for them. And my article was just published uh, a couple days ago, May 2nd. And here's the headline. Mayorkas lives up to expectations as zealous opponent of immigration law enforcement. And I based my article on a piece that I had written back in December of 2020, uh, 2021, just before Biden was sworn into office. And if you look at um, Mayorkas's background, he was the head of Citizenship and Immigration Services and then became deputy head of DHS for Obama. Citizenship and Immigration Services gets scant attention in the media. And I think part of the problem is that TV is a visual medium. They want that image of agents in ray jackets crashing through doors, and I've certainly done enough of those. And they want pictures of the illegal aliens swarming across the border. It's visual. They ignore the legal system, which is totally screwed up. We have been giving visas to terrorists and fugitives and bad guys. And, in fact, the 9-11 Commission made it clear that immigration fraud and visa fraud were the key methods of entry and embedding for terrorists. My first hearing four years before 9-11, where I testified before the House Immigration Subcommittee, focused on visa fraud and immigration fraud because of the 93 terror attacks in the United States. So Mayorkas is running the locksmith shop, if you will, handing out the keys to the kingdom. And he was giving visas to aliens who had no right getting the visas, these EB-5 treaty investor visas, even when he was warned by both the FBI and Homeland Security Investigations that some of those who had applied for visas were potentially linked to Iranian terrorist groups. And they said, you cannot possibly give visas to these people, and he did without consequences. He gave visas to aliens who were allegedly working for an electric car company that had ties to Terry McAuliffe, tied to the Clintons. And the people that worked there were so despondent, they called OIG, the Office of Inspector General, Internal Affairs, if you will, They did an investigation and found serious malfeasance. How in the world then, and this was raised to their credit by Republican members of the Senate when Mayorkas was being considered for his current job, head of Homeland Security, and they raised the issues, and the Democrats brushed them aside and said, we don't really care, he's perfect, we're going to approve him. After that level of malfeasance and after the 9-11 Commission was crystal clear about the dangers inherent in visa fraud 
And, and I want to make that point because it's not only illegal immigration. The entire immigration system has become what I call a delivery system that delivers an unlimited supply of cheap, exploitable labor, an unlimited supply of foreign tourists and foreign students. And this is the real kicker for the immigration lawyers on both sides of the aisle. It has become a delivery system that delivers an unlimited supply of clients. And we are destroying ourselves. We're bringing in foreign workers to displace American workers. We're giving visas to terrorists. And now you have Mallorcas who have no problem approving those visas has been apparently releasing terrorists found on the southern border to bring it full circle. Now, I worked for half my career doing narcotics investigations. In 1988, I became the first immigration agent assigned to the Unified Intelligence Division of DEA. In uh, 1992, 1991, I was promoted to the position of senior special agent that assigned to the Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force. Immigration laws are a super powerful tool in combating transnational crime and crime committed by people who shouldn't be in the United States in the first place or are gaming the immigration system for malfeasance purposes. And the Attorney General does not include immigration enforcement in anything that we're doing, nor does Mayorkas. And so what was remarkable to me, and this is the next article that I wrote, and this is for Front Page Magazine, um, sponsored by David Horowitz and the Freedom Center, and I've been thrilled to work with them going back since 2014, uh, frontpagemag.com. And so I I picked up a, a press release from DOJ. I check it regularly. And I was amazed because what was the headline? Former president of Honduras charged with smuggling huge quantities of narcotics into the United States. It was astonishing. The allegation is that he moved over 500,000 tons of cocaine into America. Think of that number. Working allegedly with the Mexican cartel allegedly getting a million dollars from El Chapo Guzman, who, by the way, if you remember, the head of the Mexican cartel, was prosecuted just a couple of blocks away from Chuck Schumer because he was prosecuted in the Eastern District of New York in Brooklyn because he had turned Queens into his hub for narcotics distribution for the entire East Coast of the United States, which makes no sense when you think about it. On one hand, because New York has the biggest, most sophisticated, best-equipped, best-trained police department perhaps in the world. I had the privilege of working with the NYPD for many years. They're, they're terrific. They're great when they have good leadership. <laughs> when they don't, we have problems. There's a Yiddish expression that when the fish goes bad, it smells from the head, okay? But the bottom line, this guy set up shop in Queens, Roosevelt Avenue, and you could still go there. There must be three, four, five money wire services on every block running 24-7. This is the drain through which American money flows in, in exchange for the drugs that are flowing into the United States, aided and abetted by sanctuary policies of cities and states across the United States. Now, what was remarkable about the president or the former president of Honduras and what they allege is that, uh, and his name, by the way, is Juan Orlando Hernandez, um, what they allege about him was he had corrupted his entire government from the military to the Congress to the law enforcement mechanism. And I look at the way that our sanctuary cities are aiding and abetting illegal activity. I look at the way that we're giving driver's licenses to illegal aliens. I'm not aware of a single terror attack since 9-11 carried out that involved airplanes. What we do see around the world are motor vehicles being used. And wherever you go in the United States, especially downtown where you have important buildings, 
You have barriers to car bombs and truck bombs, grates that pop out of the sidewalk, flower pots that really aren't flower pots. They're, they're, they're barriers. Why? Fear of car bombs and truck bombs. But we are potentially putting terrorists behind the wheels of the trucks because we're giving driver's licenses to these people. And we've never had interior enforcement, which is critical to all of this, because illegal aliens aren't the only target of ICE. When you enforce immigration laws from within the interior, you go after crooked lawyers and crooked employers. And any alien determined to run the border will succeed. I I made that point when I had a closed-door session with a bunch of members of Congress. I asked them a simple question. How many times does an aspiring illegal alien have to attempt to enter the United States before they succeed? And they said, you mean there's a number? I said, no, it's a formula. They have to try it one more time than the number of times they get caught. So right, and in fact, they succeed in a sense by getting water, in. We have to back t- up with interior. Right, but Michael, here, here, here's, and I want to focus on uh, both the Honduran president and someone else, uh, the uh, British Virgin Island official, and your point about corruption. You know, yeah, they, you know, by the way, they succeed every time because they, they bog down the system, the paperwork, the costs, yep. and all and more. But now we're seeing something which has been going on for time immemorial, which is the corruption of government officials, cartels, and it's not all on the south of the border side because there has to be no. a level of corruption and criminal activity here, along with policies like we see now that enable them to act. Uh, you have the premier of a British Virgin, uh, British Virgin Islands uh, arrested right. in Miami. All right. Is Andrew Fahey arrested uh, on uh, drug charges as well? So we're talking about significant expansion in the South. When I talk to Latin American leaders, as I recently did at a forum, they talk about the corruption within the government and the institutionalizing of the corrupt cartels and organizations. And then they say something. We have Americans on the other side with either close ties or influence in local governments and or law enforcement, along with the criminals on the other side of the border, as in in America, who are part of this problem. So this this needs to be looked in, not just looked into, it needs to be investigated. I don't see it happening under Mayorkas. Well, and I don't see it happening under our vice president, because what does she say? Oh, I'm going to work with foreign governments to get to the root cause. Well, I, I was just in a room with a whole lot of foreign government who want to do something about it, and she didn't show up. Well, neither did Senator Menendez or Marco Rubio. So, uh, you know, he, they were both supposed to show up for this conference. Uh, you know, but I see this as being a, a multi, multifaceted problem. Policy being one, lack of action that comes from the lack of a good policy. And then, you know, I'm going to say... <clears throat> It doesn't matter who's in charge in Congress in this sense. What's going on is also happening in the state at the state level. Yeah, and the city level. Yeah, especially in the the bigger cities. Sanctuary cities provide sanctuary to human traffickers, crooked lawyers, crooked uh, business owners, and, of course, the illegal aliens. But the illegal aliens are a minor part of the equation. The problem is that if you can't get to the human traffickers, and the way you arrest human traffickers and and alien smugglers, and they're not the same, by the way, an alien smuggler smuggles aliens uh, who want to be here, okay? They're co-conspirators. But 
you need immigration law enforcement in order to do it because you arrest people that have been smuggled into the country. You offer them visas, and I've testified about this before a number of congressional hearings, and then they cooperate, and you're able to dismantle trafficking organizations. I know I was part of the anti-smuggling unit in New York, but if you can't arrest illegal aliens, how in the world do you identify the smuggling organizations that bring them here? And that's the reason you don't see interior enforcement. <clears throat> and what's happened is if you look at the 9-11 Commission report, this administration in particular is violating every finding and every recommendation of the 9-11 Commission, and they're declaring Americans to be terrorists. If you go to the school board and complain about critical race theory, you're going to be labeled a white supremacist or, or an extremist or a domestic terrorist. I've never seen our government do a 180 and turn on its own citizens, and now they want to create the Ministry of Truth so that if you dare stand up and do what we're doing, then we will face consequences for telling the truth to the American people. And that was what Orwell warned about, that in a time of tyranny, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. So they're trying to cover their tracks and keep Americans in the dark in government. We called it the mushroom treatment. Keep them in the dark and feed them a lot of fertilizer. And that's exactly yeah, what when you, we're When you get down to the city levels, Michael, mean. when we get I'm down sorry? to the city levels, when we get down to the city levels or the street level, not wrong term, not city but street, Americans right. are starting to see this more and more. I mean, it's playing out in real time and in violent real time, whether it's yes. – uh, the smuggling, the human trafficking, the sex trafficking, the the, the fentanyl deaths, the, the gang, gang. growth. Right, gang recruitment is up. All right, I, I we probably talked to some of the similar same people in some of these agencies. Gang recruitment is actually increasing. Uh, subgroups are forming. Right, you know they like yep. they run a business, an illegal business, but yep. they're running it well, and it's ripe for the picking when you have. Poorer people who came here for a better life will put aside the, the border issue for the moment. But when they come here and they don't find it, a lot of them also end up going into the illegal life. So all we're doing is transferring south of the border or other countries included, because there are Russian gangs and Eastern European gangs. There's Asian, Asian gangs. organized crime, and, the Jamaican ooh. drug posses. I've arrested all these nitwits, yes. Right. But now they're growing. And, and to me... You know, everything you're describing, we're talking about whether it's high level officials in government or street level actors. What I see developing here is something I've watched play out. You mentioned Jamaican gangs. I watched it play out in the country of my birth. The gangs take over. They become institutionalized in government and government and corruption become the norm, even within law, within some law enforcement agencies. Are we on that track here in the United States? Clearly, we are. And if you're going to talk about Jamaica, what happens whenever there's a presidential election? How many people get shot in the street? That's the kind of cooperation you're looking at. And by the way, many of the aliens who get involved in the gangs don't do so out of money, but out of fear. I mean, if you look at MS-13, their slogan is rape, kill, control. And who are they raping, killing, and controlling? Teenage children of Latino ethnicity in the United States. So when we hear this nonsense, Oh, Mr. Cutler, you're anti-immigrant. You want to go after these people. No, anti-immigrant is to not stop what's happening because these people come to America with the expectation that they have finally put behind them the violence and corruption of their home country that pushed them to America 
And now they wake up in the morning and find that the same thugs they were running from live next door to them. And this is across the board, and it's not just Latin America, because human nature is human nature. And every time you hear immigration, what do you see in the media? Well, Latino voters want such and such. This isn't about Latinos. This is, again, this identity politics twisted sideways. Again, I've arrested people from all sorts of countries. I got an award from the government of Japan. I worked very closely with the Israeli National Police. My first fraud investigation, which was supposed to be a nothing case way back in 1976, caused me to trip over a terror plot in Israel, and we prevented the bombing of an oil refinery. The problem is that corruption kills, and it's killing people in America on levels that we've never seen before because America is turning into a third-world country. And I remember going into a TV studio during the presidential debates about eight years ago, and my driver was from Pakistan, and he said to me, I'll never forget it, your country looks a lot more like my country now. So let's, let's fast forward. Well, tragic among many other re- for many other reasons too. And let's fast forward for a moment because we're, we're you know our time here is limited, but this issue will continue. Yep. And the November elections around the corner. If in a scenario, let's say the Republicans actually have what it takes to impeach Mayorkas, if they're given the majorities and the ability, and you know, and. Uh, McCarthy and McConnell step up and the leadership of the Republican Party steps up and they remove Mayorkas, that doesn't remove the problem. Or what else could they do, I guess, is a part of that question. Well, so here's the thing, and we've never had this done. I mean, look, George W. Bush created DHS in a way that violated the Homeland Security Act. He purposely neutered the agency. It was never supposed to be divided into two divisions. They weren't supposed to fold other agencies in. And to their credit, the Republican leadership in the Congress called me frequently to testify to highlight how terrible DHS was under the Bush administration, George W. Interior enforcement is really the key. We have ICE, and we have about 6,000 ICE agents, and most of the work they're doing has nothing to do with immigration because of Bush. They're doing money laundering and kiddie porn and intellectual property theft. But immigration is being ignored. You have got to go after interior enforcement. And by the way, Mayorkas made the point that any alien who becomes a citizen and lies on their application, which, by the way, is a serious felony, they will not pursue it because now you're an American and we will shield you. So there's got to be integrity to the legal system. We've got to go after the employers. The fraud is the biggest issue. Make certain that people don't get visas who should not get them. And you deter people from committing terrible crimes. But one last point that I want to make before we run out of time. You have Republicans as well as Democrats saying, well, once we secure the border, then we can legalize all the people who are here. That's insane. You're looking right now at maybe 25, 30 million aliens who would apply. There's no ability to interview. There's no ability to do investigations. But here's the bigger issue. They could all then bring in all of their minor children. So let's say we legalize 25 million, and let's say on average they have four kids back home, we would have an influx of 100 million. And that's why I wrote an article for Front Page Magazine where I said that these amnesty programs, I used to call them the Terrorist Assistance and Facilitation Act. Jeff Sessions, as senator, quoted me from the floor of the Senate during the debate. Now I call it the Overwhelm America Act. And this would be devastating. And I also suggested that if they're going to do immigration changes, They first need to do an environmental impact study. There's a serious drought in the West. They're losing water, and they're flooding the country with people. And the average person needs around 100 gallons of water per day. 
on every level, everything that this administration is doing is destroying our economy, destroying the environment, and destroying the middle class. And I think at the end of the day, that's the goal, to destroy the middle class so that more and more Americans need government assistance to subsist, and the Democrat Party is the party of the handout. This is a power grab, and I think that's exactly what's motivating them right now. Well, if there was ever a case being made for a necessary change in Washington, including Republicans like Maria Salazar and others, uh, yes, the nine absolutely. Republicans like they said that. promoting, yeah, yeah promoting uh, amnesty with this false "if you've been here for fifteen year" idea. Uh, it's ridiculous. But anyway, Michael, look, we've got to hit pause here, my friend. Keep the work going. Keep the information coming. We'll keep getting it out there. God bless you. Thank you for the great work you're doing. It's always a privilege, pleasure, and a wonderful way to start the day being on your program. Be well, <laughs> Thanks, David. Michael. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east, on Sirius XM Patriot 125.